0: Hi, this is Jim Swilly. welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron, now let me help you discover yours. Uh, let's do some affirmations and then uh, some breath work, and then I've got, a, I've got a good word to share with you. So, um, uh, it's first me, then it's you, then the highest affirmation is I am so uh i am blessed i am a blessing i am Uh, i am healed i am a i am healing i am i am whole i am wholeness i am Uh, i am free i am freedom i am um I am happy I am happiness I am I I have joy or I am joyful I am joy I am Um I am liberated I am liberty I am uh, I am successful I am success. I am. Uh, I am um, whole. I am wholeness. I am. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, breathe with me. We're going to come in through the nose, hold it, and then exhale through the mouth. Uh, that way, it's the quick, best, most effective way to oxygenate your body and uh, bring uh, nitrous oxide into yourself. Uh, So, let's go in, inhale, hold, exhale, inhale, exhale, enter into serenity, inhale, exhale, Embrace peace, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, The word I want to share with you today, um, it's out of... um, I'll give you the back. Let me give you the scripture reference first, then I'll give you the backstory. Um, because to me, everything is everything. It's like I don't, um, I don't preach a sermon. I've never, I've never been a, a, even aspired to be a preacher, or even really a teacher. I'm not even sure I'm a teacher. I'm, um, teaching's a part of what I do, but to me. Um, my divinity school is the school of life. And I believe that we're all, as there was the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's also the gospel according to me. There's the gospel according to Uh, whoever's like I've seen the name Becky here or Seth or or Tammy I there's the gospel according to Avery there's a gospel according to Greg there's there's a gospel according to Ed and so you have your own um, teachable moments that become the doctrine of your life you have your own record of miracles just just like just like the Gospels are Uh, You're writing your gospel. Paul said that we are living epistles written in the hearts of men. So um, the word of God is not limited to a a collection of books. The word of God is continually being written. And it's written in nature. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, present tense, out of the mouth of God. Uh, But it also... um, is being written through your life and your life circumstances. So the way I'm writing my gospel its the reason I photograph my life. So much is why I'm so accessible to social media is I I, everything is connected. My my life is uh, a series of teachable moments. And um, so what I want to share with you today is coming out of personal experience. Um, and I not only don't make any apology for that, that's that's what I'm supposed to do. That's how, that's how I'm wired for ministry. And um, <laughs> that's why, you know, when my kids were growing up, if they ever, if they did something precocious or funny or whatever, they would say to me, dad, please don't use this in one of your sermons. And I would say, look, because back then I was, you know between services and doing tv and radio and i mean i sometimes i i speak as much as 16 20 times a week so i would say look as much content as i have to come up with everything's fair game especially if you live in my house under my roof anything you do i mean i'll try not to just exploit you to the point that you need therapy when you grow up but if it's funny if it makes a point it's probably going to find a way into my sermon you should be You should be warned, consider yourself warned (laughs) because uh, everything that happens to me is fodder for uh, what I wanna talk about. It's all being funneled into what I'm gonna share to an audience. So um, that being said, I want to also be sure that what I say is divinely inspired. So I speak into the atmosphere And I say, let there be light. I see it's 1111 when I said that. Um, Galatians chapter six, verse one starts with um, Paul says um, something like, uh, brethren, if, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of meekness. In other words, don't go around. Uh broadcasting somebody else's problem you need to be a shelter for them you need to cover them and um, he goes on to say things like uh, for every man shall bear his own burden down in verse 6 he says um, those of you who are taught in the word King James says you should communicate to those who teach you basically it's like those of you like if you are blessed by something I say and you uh, send me something on uh, cash app or something, that's Galatians 6.6. 6. He says, those of you who are taught in the word, communicate or give, give natural things or give money or give uh, prosperity to those who teach you. It's, just a, it's like Paul saying um, uh, to the Corinthians, if I've sowed spiritual things to you, you shouldn't sow natural things back to me. Yes, there have been people who have exploited that, but I'm saying the, the basic principle is, is that. That's why sometimes if if I or somebody else ministers something that really resonates with you there's something very powerful about giving an offering back like as soon as those words are spoken it's like it's like buying into it it's like it's like adding your agreement to that's my word I'm buying I'm buying stock in that word okay so that's what he's saying and then once he opens up about communication which Again, it's Elizabethan English for the exchange of of, uh, funds. It says in verse 7, it says something very interesting, something very sobering. He says, um, um, be not deceived. God is not mocked whatever a man sows that shall he also reap the amplified bible says that and that only shall he reap now what that verse i mean i grew up here and preachers use that verse there's a lot of accusation connected to that verse you know you're be sure your sins are going to find you out there's an all-seeing eye you're going to reap what you sow and that is true uh except that in the economy of god goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life uh, to do some damage control, pluck up some of the uh, negative things you've planted. But for the most part, and if you're planting good stuff, you reap what you sow is a good thing. It's like, oh, good, I'm glad because I'm, I'm ready for harvest. But in, in Galatians 6, 7, when he says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. What he's saying is, is, is um, basically, it's just... Um, agriculture or horticulture 101 he's saying stop uh, thinking god is calling all the shots in your life you're planting your own garden like if you plant corn and corn grow grows in your garden you can't mock god and say but god i wanted beans if you'd wanted beans you should have planted beans that's what he's saying he's saying stop thinking that there's things outside of you that are calling the shots in your life you're calling the shots you're the you're the gardener of your garden um god has placed you in your garden of eden and however you cultivate that garden uh becomes your reality so galatians 6 7 is a lot about karma and sowing and reaping and and you know that theme is all through old testament and new testament Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. With what measure you meet, it'll be measured back to you. So you're, you're, you're calling the shots. If you want uh, whatever you want, you have to plant that. God doesn't give it to you. God has given you the ability to give it to you. The most underestimated verse in the Bible is uh, Genesis 1:26. Let us make people in our image and let them have dominion. In other words, basically, God says, stop asking me for everything, you you create your life, you create your reality. I gave you divinity, the ultimate act of creativity is that the creator created creators. The ultimate act of sovereignty is that the sovereign created sovereigns. And then he says, uh, and this is really what I wanna hone in on, 6-7 is, uh, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Verse 8 is, For he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. Then, in verse 9, and this is my focal point today, he says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, Knowing that we shall reap if we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing, knowing that we shall reap if we faint not. All right. So earlier this week, um, I I went to the, it it was, I posted about this. It was kind of a challenging week. Uh, You know, I'd lost two close people to me. Uh, Doss and my friend Jeff who were both basically my age they're in my age group um, and I did my friend Jeff's uh, funeral celebration of life last Saturday <clears throat> and um, you know I've learned when when I have feelings of sadness i just learned to kind of sit with them and let them run their course and you know the ecclesiastes says that there's a time for everything there is a time to weep and uh it you know it was a bit of a a, a struggle this week and um not just losing friends but losing friends in my age group and then my cousin ladonna her sister-in-law passed who was also my age and um just one day I thought, man, why is everybody that I know that's experiencing death in the 63, 64, 65 uh, age uh, range there? And I <laughs> turned on a podcast that I was listening to and it was about Robin Williams. And it says he committed suicide at age 63. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like, what, what is going on? And um, it does make you think about, the brevity of life and that sort of thing and what kind of legacy you're going to leave and, uh, not, um, not wasting opportunities because life is short. And i am just thinking about all those things and I didn't need anybody to tell me to cheer up. I hate when, you know, the worst thing you can ever tell somebody when they're going through a thing is like, well, just cheer up. It's, it's so insensitive because sometimes you're not supposed to cheer up. You're supposed to feel what you're supposed to feel. Uh, Proverbs says, he who sings songs to him who is of a heavy heart is like one who takes away a a coat in winter. Sometimes it's appropriate just to let somebody feel what they gotta feel and and process it and go through it. And um, so Wednesday night I had to, I met with the the boys, I meet with them on Wednesday nights and all, all of them were in the country at the same time, which these days is unusual. So I thought, well, I can't cancel. I don't feel like it, but I can't cancel. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta meet them. And we had a, we had a good time, but on the way there, I went down to my mailbox and there were t- two things in my mailbox. Have you ever gone to your mailbox and you need, like, I need some good happy news in my mailbox. Well, the, this is the two things that were in there. Uh, back in April, when we were in Jekyll Island, I got a speeding ticket. I mean, the the speed limit on Jekyll's 25. So if you're going 30, you know, they they pull you over. And uh, it's just a $40 ticket, but I've called, I've called um, the county, Glen County five times, I think since then trying to pay this ticket. I'm I'm like, Hey, I was there in April. Um, I, Got a speeding ticket. I want to pay it. I didn't want to forget about it because I have a friend who uh, had a speeding ticket and he forgot about it. And one day he was at his job. He may be watching today. In fact, Uh, he was at his job and the cops just come in and slap cuffs on him and take him to jail. I mean, there's and I didn't want that to happen because I had forgotten about it. So every time I call them, they say our system is down, we can't do it, we can't do it online. Well, I have to do everything online. I don't even have checks. I pay everything online. Um, I I don't mail stuff. I don't even know what postage costs. Once in a while, I'll have to go to the post office and and even then when I go, I'm like, how much does it cost to mail this letter? Because I I just don't live in that. I, I just do everything immediately online. So um, finally, uh, in the mail, before I went to meet the boys Wednesday, there was uh, a a court appearance. Like I've got to appear in court for this, uh, this ticket I've been trying to pay since um, April. So I thought, you know what, I'll just, I'll go to the bank tomorrow and I'm just gonna get a cashier's check and I'll mail it to them. The other thing that was in the mail, Is you remember however many weeks ago it was somebody tried to scam me for $2,000 on PayPal they said they sent it to me and they needed it refunded I was in the middle of teaching so in trying to refund their accidental $2,000 I sent them $2,000 and um, it's it's a long story that I don't want to get into again but I thought it was taken care of. And weeks ago, I'd finally finished it out with PayPal and PayPal had assured me that, um, uh, it's, this is not going to be drafted out of your bank account. And the guy actually told, I said, can I just cancel this, uh, account and start a new one? He said, if you technically owe PayPal money, you can't, it won't let you cancel out. He said, just start another one, which I did. I started another one and, uh, most of you already know that so when you send me something you send me to that because what was happening is when people sent money to the old one it went to paying off that $2,000 deficit of PayPal money okay so the other thing in the mail was uh, this PayPal's turned this over to collections agency are you kidding me so I go so Thursday, I get up, and I go to the bank, I get my cashier's check for this ticket I've been trying to pay. I've called five times trying to pay this thing. Th- this last time, when I called again, she said our system's going to be down till September. So I'm not going to drive all the way down to Glenn County. So I've, I've got to figure out a way to mail this. Those of you that still use snail mail probably don't think it's that big a deal, but when you haven't been in that system for a while, it's, it's, it's a little bit foreign. And then I got the, the PayPal Center, um form, to see if you want to dispute this. So I wrote on there, I've settled with this with you months ago. Uh, this is not my debt. Please don't send me this again. So I pull out of the bank and I'm, hey, Siri, where's the closest uh, post office? And uh, I'm not exaggerating. I went to four different locations in Atlanta, that it says post office is open, until five o'clock. Not only were they closed, these places have been abandoned for a while. I mean, grass is growing around and, you know, homeless people sleeping in the uh, parking lot. And You know, it's the kind of thing you drive, you drive in the thing and, and, and uh, GPS is saying, you have arrived at your destination. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think this is my destination. I'm a little bit scared to be here. So... Um, uh, Finally, on the fifth try, I found a post office that was open, had to stand in line to mail these two things that I'm trying to do the right thing on. I asked them, I said, why are post offices being closed everywhere? They They, they seem to be clueless about it. They didn't even know it was happening. I said, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I've just visited four different locations and they are not just abandoned, abandoned. They've been abandoned for a minute. Um, I mean, it looks like a ghost town over there. So, you know, the whole time I'm doing this, I think this is all because I was trying to do a good deed. You know, and you can't help but think, no good deed goes unpunished, which is a terrible idea to have. Because I always want to believe Do the right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing. When they go high, when they go low, we go high. Be not overcome with evil, overcome evil with good. I'm always good karma guy, good energy guy. And then some days it just comes along and bites you in the rear end. When I got up this morning and looked at my balance, sure enough, PayPal had drafted the money out of my account. They said they weren't going to, but they did. I don't think she got it if she's watching today i've never outed her because she has relatives that went to church in the now and mitron so i i don't want to embarrass them i don't know if she's watching if you if you got that money that's my money you need to give back to me but you know when i told ken this morning he said you need to i said don't don't begin any sentence with you need to because i'm i'm i know Everybody's already told me everything to do, and I've already done it. I've been doing it for months. This thing, this one good deed that I tried to do for somebody, because this is somebody I'd sent money to before who has a drug problem, and they're always in crisis. And um, so I'll, I'll, when I get through today, I'll call PayPal and start this whole process again. And um, so it started triggering memories of other people times when I thought I was doing the right thing and it's like it just didn't seem to pan out and you see a lot of that in the scripture like what like uh, David would say things like um, be not envious against the workers of iniquity even though you say you know now they are we are cast down and they are lifted up I mean David would say a lot of things about why did the godless prosper um, and especially that phrase, um, uh, let us not be weary. <laughs> yes, I know, B.J. I know. Perhaps you're right. I admit it. Um, uh, that that phrase, "Be not weary in well doing," knowing that we shall reap in due season if we faint not. Um, I remember. I, I was thinking about this this morning because where I live, I actually bought this place in 2003. So I've I've owned it for ne- nearly 20 years. I've lived here full time since 2011. And um, I b- bought it for an investment property. I, I wrote pretty much all my books here. Back when I was traveling a lot, if I had a early flight out of the Atlanta airport, because I'm like 15 minutes from the airport. Uh, I would come here and spend the night because uh, coming from Covington in the morning, you had no idea what the traffic was going to be like on the way to the airport. And, um, so, because I wasn't here a lot, uh, sometimes somebody would park in my parking space. You, you only have one assigned, my my unit only has one assigned parking space. Like, Ken rents a parking space from a flight attendant who doesn't have a car and pays a, a monthly fee to her. But, um, one day I was coming in from um, an early f- flight and I had an appointment in Atlanta like in three hours. So there was no point in driving all the way back out to Conyers and then back down here. So I thought, you know what? I'll just go by the loft. I'll check the mail and I'll, I'll take a nap and then uh, it'll be time for uh, my meeting. So when I got here, someone was parked in my spot. Now the normal procedure if somebody parks in your spot is you call the concierge and they call a towing company and they tow the car they just sort of have a a non a, a, a no um, um, tolerance they, they just they don't play with parking down here because parking is so scarce and limited that um there's just no other places to park there's no other place to put your car so that day, I came in and, and um, there was a car there. So I called the concierge. I said, "Look, I, I'm an owner here, but I don't live. I don't live here full time. Somebody's parked in my space. Can you just contact them and have them move?" And uh, he said, "Well, I, I'll just have them towed." I said, "No, don't tow them because, in fairness, I'm, I'm not here a lot of the time. So probably people think it's a vacant unit. So I don't. I don't want to." I don't want to do that. I don't want to tow somebody because I've been, I got towed here before. And let me tell you where the towing company is for this building. It's like people from the hood don't even go there. Like you tell people you're going to that neighborhood, even like, like crack dealers are like, whoa, I don't know. We don't go down there. I mean, it's, it's like going into the abyss and um, Ken and I both have been towed there. So we're very careful about playing by the rules. And um, uh, I don't remember why I was towed there, but I was years ago. Anyway, so I told the guy, I said, no, don't because he tried to contact whoever it was the, and couldn't get an answer to the thing. So I said, don't tow him. Just find me a place to park because I'm only going to be here a couple of hours. Uh, just find me a place to park that I'm sure is secure. You're not going to tow me maybe put a note on their car, but I don't want to put somebody, I've I've already been through that, what it's like to go to that horrible place. Uh, I don't want to put somebody through that. So he says, okay, that's fine. So he puts a note on there and uh, he shows me a place to park. He said, are you sure this is, I'm safe here? You're not gonna tow me? He said, no, 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 I've I've made a uh, mark on my note about it. Okay, fine. So I go take a nap, thinking I'm such a good guy. I could have towed that, had that guy towed, but I didn't because I send out good energy. So I, you know, I wake up and I think, oh, I gotta, I gotta go to my meeting. So come walking out, sure enough, they have towed me, and I was so angry because I had. Going to such extra lengths to make sure I didn't inconvenience the person who was parked in my spot of my place that I own. I mean, I'm not a renter here. I'm a homeowner. I bought this place and um, I was just, it just messed with my head. I, I missed my appointment. Uh, it just started off this whole series of negative things that day. And I remember being on the elevator with this young guy and he said, hey, good morning. I said, is it, is it a good morning? I said, let me tell you something. If anybody tells you to do good things for people, don't listen to them. There's no, it doesn't pay off. There's no reason to do anything good for anybody ever. I mean, I actually said that the guy looked like, damn, sorry I said, good morning to you. I mean, I was just like, I can't believe it. Where's, where, where's the, pay off for the mercy i showed this guy where's my mercy where's the blessed or the merciful for they shall obtain mercy and um and then you know other stories i know of you know like uh um when i came out uh bishop who i knew was a closeted gay man just said horrible things about me in the press when people magazine did a story on me he they contacted him and he told him i was unfit to lead and uh and i would be contacted by men he had been with who would say why don't you out him i've got information on him he says all this crap about you and he's gay why don't you out him and i never would somebody that he would had an affair with called me one time and wanted to do a uh, he said I'm, i want to do a tell-all book about him and i talked him out of it. i said don't don't do that i said i i whatever his issues are. i mean even went to Conyers and tried to start a church for the people who had left my church and just just bad stuff and um and i always covered him i never outed him when when people would call me and say you know i've been with him why don't you just let let me you know let me quote you or let and I, i would say no don't do it don't do it don't don't I said I don't want to get into that I don't want to be pulled into that vortex because if I do something negative to him like outing him I'm just I'm gonna become like him and I don't want to be like him I've I've there's there's such a dark side to church politics I don't want to get sucked into that the way he's capitalized on on my situation and then you know sometime later he committed suicide Uh, shot himself and you know when I went to his funeral I I remember thinking I'm so happy I didn't out him I I could have I passed up so many opportunities but I didn't do it I'm so glad I'm not sitting here thinking maybe he killed himself because you know what I did so so I believe in taking the high road Romans 12 19 being an overcome with evil but overcome evil with good blah 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 and then there's the whole thing about living downtown uh uh greg and michael are downtown doing something at the mart today which is just I'm, I'm looking at it right now it's just right over there and so uh we met them for dinner last night and we walked down here and i showed them my my loft and um greg was saying he said wow there's some really interesting people that live downtown i say yeah it's it's a different world it is and um, even yesterday when we were driving in we can I went to lunch somewhere and we were driving in there's a guy standing in the parking lot asking you know in in my building he's got a story everybody's got a story about and I rolled down the window and he needed money I said I don't have any cash on me which I didn't I all oh, I've got a debit card and I've i have I mean, I've been taken advantage of in some stories. Like one night, Ken and Jonah and I were at Atlantic Station for some reason, I guess we were seeing a movie. And this girl comes up, us she's crying and she's been kicked out of her apartment and her boyfriend's after her and he's gonna do her harm. And he, she's telling us this story, we're all crying. I end up just giving her all the cash I had, which was a good bit of cash at the time. And, uh, You know, I said, please get yourself to a shelter and get and get safe. Two minutes later, we walk into um, Starbucks there and she comes walking by on a cell phone, smoking a cigarette, just laughing as hard as she can. And I said, gentlemen, I think we've been duped. And uh, so I hear a lot of stories. One night, Ken and I were coming out of Eats. On am and a guy comes up and he tells me this story asking for some money. I said, you already told me this story and I've already given you money. He said, no, I haven't. I said, yeah, Thursday night last week on Peachtree Street, we were taking a walk and you told me this exact same story about just getting out of prison. And so he turned around and because he was busted, walked away. And I hate getting to the point where I'm so cynical that everybody that comes up with a story, I'm like, shut up. You know, you're just another user, another taker. I don't want to become that guy. And this morning when I'm looking at PayPal, taking $2,000 away from me that, uh, I was trying to do something nice for somebody who was lying to me. She was, it's a scam thing she does where she says she's accidentally sent you money. Please refund it. And by the time you refund it, she's already canceled it. So that it looks like you're sending her the money. And um, you know, I'm just, at this point, I'm so weary with it. I'm like, I just believe it's gonna work out. And that's why this scripture today is really strong in my spirit where he says, be not weary in well doing. You know, when when you've been the good guy in situation after situation after situation, not thinking you're perfect, but you've done, you know, you've really tried to do the right thing. You've really tried to help people. And when things don't work out, you're like, what the hell? What's, what's that about? Like why? Why does that guy? Why is he, that guy always the jerk? He's always the criminal. He's always the user, and he seems to keep getting away with it. How is this possible? And and people, you know, you people believe what they want to believe about a situation. Like I was watching some of the January 6 trial. Well, I've watched every minute of it actually. And one of these guys that was in the, um, I don't know, if it was Proud Boys or Oath Keepers. One of the one of the white supremacist groups that was involved in the insurrection. Uh, He was talking about how he got deprogrammed from, you know, he said, now I I don't believe the election was stolen because it was thrown out of Every case that the previous administration brought was thrown out of court immediately, even by judges that the, the, that president had appointed. There's no, whether you like Joe Biden or not has nothing to do with whether you like him or whether he's doing a good job or gas prices or whatever. If he's the devil, the fact is he was duly elected. That's that's just undisputed and the, the insurrection was totally based on a lie and what really um, got my attention is, is, um, uh, Lynn Cheney, who is an American hero, uh, who doesn't even, I don't even agree with her politics. She voted against gay marriage, but I have to say that that woman's a true patriot swearing to her own hurt, destroying her own career, possibly her own political career for defend just living up to her oath to defend the constitution. Um, but she says, well, do you believe the election was stolen now? And he said, well, mostly I believe it <laughs> or mostly I don't believe it. And you know, he's just testified this long testimony about how, no, it's absolutely impossible that it was stolen. And then he still says, well, I mostly don't believe it. And I, I thought, wow, it's really hard for people to let go of a wrong idea. I watched, uh, there's some series, I think it was on Netflix. I watched, It's been about a year ago, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the true story about the woman who was the therapist assigned to the girls who were part of the Manson family murders. They were in, in prison for life, but they were assigned a therapist to help them stop believing the lie of Charles Manson. And they would, little by little she would deprogram them and take them through uh take them through um you know explaining to them like look this you your life has been destroyed because of this one crazy drug addict that you believe and so they would finally you would see it would dawn on them like oh wow We really have been deceived and then she'd come in the next day and they'd say you know charlie says when the new world order comes we're going to sprout wings and become unicorns and and she's like no we already covered this that's not going to happen and that's why when you've believed a wrong thing for a long time it's hard to get it out of your dna and so sometimes you look at People who are users and criminals and people who have even used you and other people can't see it. You're like, how do you not see it? How can you not see this guy's a criminal? How can you not see this guy's a taker? How can you not see this guy's up to no good? And people believe what they wanna believe. And then when you're the victim of it, you wanna say, how can you not see that this guy took advantage of me, but they don't see it? So to answer Paul's uh, word to Galatians where he says, be not weary in well-doing. You want to say, hey, Paul, you know what? That's kind of a tall order because sometimes well-doing just wear you out. Sometimes you get tired of always being the good guy. Sometimes you get tired of always being the one who who nourishes the relationship or you're always the one who picks up the tab or you're always the one who pays. You're always the one that everybody comes to for, uh, you know, solving their problems you you know you never get to tell anybody your problems and uh, my point is it's very easy to become weary and well-doing so here's the promise that I want to hold on to that I want to share with you if you can relate to this on any level Galatians 6 9 be not weary in well-doing knowing that we shall reap if we faint not. So what that says to me is that karma works. There's there's value in doing the right thing even when other people do the wrong thing. But the harvest may take a little longer. You don't see the harvest of your good deeds immediately. And the good news about that, um, I don't remember the exact gestation period of certain animals, but I know, I'll say it this way, an, an elephant is pregnant a lot longer than a mouse is pregnant because an elephant is giving birth to something bigger. So here's your promise, for all of you good deed doers, who have, if you're not weary in well-doing yet, you're real close to it. You're like, I don't know, Paul. I'm getting kinda, I'm sort of weary adjacent. I'm a little bit tired. Tired of turning the other cheek. Tired of doing the right thing. Tired of taking the high road. Just tired of it. Doesn't seem to pay off. Maybe I should just become one of those people and enter the dog-eat-dog world. Maybe I should just become, you know, why not? Why the hell not? Everybody else is a a jerk and a user and a taker. Why not me? Why don't I try to scam somebody on PayPal? Where's my $2,000? I could pull that off. Why not? Other people have done it to me. Why don't I do it to somebody else? Um, I can tell you this, the payoff for well-doing is worth the wait. I, I have to believe that I have to believe like when I get off today, I'm going to go call PayPal and start this process again, trying to recoup this money. But even if I don't get it back, I'm like, all right, then I'm going to believe I'm going to sow that into the universe to a, the biggest karmic blessing that I've ever received. Somebody took $2,000 from me, I'm gonna make $200,000 off of this somehow. I don't know what, God's gonna give me some idea that's gonna have so much favor, so much blessing on it, that it's, that I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll have so much money, I'll be just given $2,000, I'll, I'll be on PayPal going, you want two grand? There you go, boop, I don't even miss it. I, that, I, I wanna think that way. Cause once you get pulled into the vortex of the, the bad guys, um, the way of the transgressor is hard, and I don't want to. I don't want to become one of them. I don't want to become a user. I don't want to become a taker. I want to stay on the high road and believe that it's worth it. So, for those of you who have been doing good and it's and you're frustrated with it, I just want to encourage you: hang on, keep doing the right thing, keep turning the other cheek. Keep walking in love. Keep giving uh, when it doesn't seem there's going to be any payoff. Uh, let stuff go. Don't retaliate. Don't uncover people. Like I said, this chapter begins with if, uh, if somebody's overtaken in a fall, you, which are spiritual, restore them in a spirit of meekness. So take the high road knowing that. And I don't, I don't just mean going to heaven when you die. I mean, here in this life, there's blessings. Like, I believe some of the sort of random blessings that come to me are the payoffs from other acts of goodness that I've done that I've even forgotten about. That's called laying up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt. So don't be. Here's the thing. Do not be weary in well-doing. Keep doing it. Sometimes... It feels like it's pointless and a waste. But hang on, you will reap in due season if you faint not. Don't give up, don't quit. There is a harvest of goodness coming to you, to me, to everybody who does the right thing. It's still worth doing the right thing. So do the right thing, do good. Be a good influence, be salt and light. Don't, don't go to the dark side, walk in the light, walk in love, walk in forgiveness, walk in liberty. Um, Stay up high, seated with him in heavenly places. Um, I pray over your harvest. I pray over my harvest. I believe that it's coming. It's coming back to all of us who have, who have done good. We will reap in due season because we faint not. All right. I'm going to uh, go read your comments. Uh, if you want to give to the ministry, go to bishinthenow.com. Bish, like short for bishop. Bishinthenow.com. It's easy peasy. You just click on a place to give. Uh, just it's, It couldn't be simpler. If you want to give to me... Um, uh, personally I have all the cash apps now you can even give to my old PayPal because it's it's paid up now <laughs> that's one of the upsides uh, now that they've uh, taken money out of my account to top it off as they say now you gift any any PayPal account that I've got they're all gonna work unfortunately but um, all that's gonna be resolved I believe that I'm not worried about it Uh, I want to think bigger, like losing two grand is not the end of my world. Uh, I want to be that guy. Uh, And somebody, the first time I mentioned it, somebody uh, in response to my message sent me $2,000. So that, in theory, that money's already been recouped anyway. So um, it's just, it's up from here. I'm, I'm not gonna become cynical. I don't want you to become cynical. I'm going to keep taking the high road. Uh, that's where I want to see you. Don't go low. Stay up high where all of us movers and shakers are. All right. Be blessed. I love you. See you. Uh, if, if I don't. Well, I'll see you in St. Simons. Uh, but I'll be back here next week. But I'll see you in person in St. Simons. It's going to be beautiful. I'll be under the double rainbow out there on the beach. Bye.